RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. Our top stories. The health secretary says the country where a medical school is located is not taken into consideration when deciding whether or not to allow its graduates to come and practice here. Customs officials foil an attempt to smuggle electronic goods worth $160 million to the mainland. And New Zealand welcomes back tourists from more than 50 countries after more than two years. Health Secretary Sophia Chan says where a medical school is located is not part of the consideration when authorities decide whether or not to include it under a scheme that will allow non-locally trained doctors to practice in Hong Kong. The first list of recognized universities announced last week includes 27 schools from the U.S., the U.K., Canada, Australia, and Singapore. Speaking on an RTHK show, Professor Chan said authorities hope to announce the second list next month. She says the government-appointed committee tasked with compiling the lists will consider factors like the schools, international rankings, and more. We won't say we must include medical schools from a particular country. We mainly consider the school standards and whether the standard of the curriculum is comparable to those of Hong Kong's two medical schools. We will promote the scheme widely as we hope doctors, especially Hong Kong residents who are studying or working overseas and intend to come, are encouraged to come back as soon as possible. Meanwhile, the health chief said authorities have not found any violations since Hong Kong's ban on the sale and import of e-cigarettes and heated tobacco products kicked in on Saturday. Customs officers say they foiled an attempt to smuggle electronic goods worth $160 million to the mainland using a river trade vessel. Officers said they stopped the boat in waters off Hong Kong on the 21st of last month after intelligence analysis. They said three out of the 55 containers on board contained undeclared goods such as computer components, musical accessories, and audio equipment. A 69-year-old woman has been arrested in connection with the case. The first international tourists have arrived in New Zealand after the removal of COVID measures, which all but closed the country's borders for more than two years. People from more than 60 countries, including Britain and the U.S., are now able to visit. The BBC's Simon Atkinson is at Auckland Airport. People have been able to come in from Australia for a couple of weeks now without having to quarantine. But today's the big day when it really does open up to those other markets. And as you can imagine, it's given a lot of people the chance to come into the country and some very, very excited and emotional people as well. I think most people now have kind of come to accept that the time has come to open up. And certainly in businesses like tourism, which are so important to the New Zealand economy, they just can't wait to have more people come and visit. Staying overseas, Ukrainian civilians who've escaped a besieged steelworks in Mariupol have been speaking about desperate conditions, sheltering from constant Russian bombardment. Many of the evacuees had spent weeks in tunnels under the Azovstal industrial complex. The Ukrainian-controlled city of Zaporizhia is expecting to receive about 100 civilian evacuees today. In his latest video address, President Volodymyr Zelensky gave an upbeat assessment of the operation. Today, we finally managed to start the evacuation of people from Azovstal. After many weeks of negotiations, after many attempts, there wasn't a day that we didn't try to find a solution that would save our people. Today, for the first time in all the days of the war, this vital corridor has started working. 
European, U- European Union energy ministers are due to hold emergency talks later as the bloc considers how to respond to President Putin's demand that European gas customers pay for supplies in Russian currency. Russia last week cut off gas supplies to Bulgaria and Poland after the two EU member states refused to pay Moscow in rubles. This report from BBC's Jessica Parker. There's been some reluctance and division within the EU about the idea of a ban on Russian oil. But with Germany now signalling greater readiness to wind down supplies, momentum is growing. But this wouldn't be an immediate embargo. Diplomatic sources suggest a phasing out could run until the end of the year, in part to avoid upsetting global oil prices too much, but also to allow the most dependent countries like Slovakia and Hungary more time. But no final decisions have been made and opposition may remain. And to the weather forecast, cloudy, one or two showers, bright periods this afternoon. Occasionally strong winds offshore and on high ground. The temperature right now is 20 degrees Celsius and the relative humidity is 79%. You're listening to the news on RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Supporters of the jailed Philippine opposition Senator Lila de Lima are calling for her release after a witness withdrew his evidence against her. The Justice Department says the Department of Justice is currently investigating the claims. The BBC's Howard Johnson reports. Rafael Regos, a former prison chief, retracted his accusations against the jailed senator by filing a sworn affidavit on Saturday. Mr. Regos says he was forced to testify against Ms. Delima to save his own life. Prior to her arrest, Lila Delima was best known for her investigation into allegations of extrajudicial killings in Davao, while current president Rodrigo Duterte was the city's mayor. She also launched a Senate probe into killings linked to the Duterte government's war on drugs. Mr. Duterte has accused Delima of being a narco-politician and threatened to destroy her in public. The Philippines' current Justice Secretary, Minardo Guevara, says the Department of Justice is currently investigating Mr. Regos's claims. The Bureau of Fire Protection in Manila says a fire in a residential area at the University of the Philippines has killed at least eight people, including six children. Three others were injured in the blaze, which spread quickly through a crowded informal settlement on the campus. Officials said the victims were trapped inside their homes. The fire's cause is under investigation. And to sport... And in football, Kitchi has scored an injury time equalizer to become the first Hong Kong team ever to reach the AFC Champions League knockout round after a two-all draw with Japan's Vissel Kobe. Aaron Tam reports. Kitchi needed at least one point against the big-spending Japanese side to progress, but their hopes faded when Yoshinori Muto scored late in the second half during the 87th minute to put Vissel ahead in Thailand. Raul Abena saved the day with a header in the 91st minute to snatch a point for Kitchi and send them into the knockout round as one of the competition's best second-place teams. In the English Premier League, Chelsea manager Thomas Tuchel said he was very disappointed after his side suffered a shock 1-0 defeat to relegation-threatened Everton at Goodison Park. We are very disappointed. We knew what was coming and... Like in the last matches, we struggled to have clean sheets and um, um, the last four matches we had one clean sheet, it was against West Ham, it's the only win we have and uh, this is of course very disappointing. Arsenal manager Mikel Arteta was full of praise for his players after the Gunners scrapped their way to a 2-1 victory away at West Ham United. 
Massive win um, under very difficult uh, circumstances because we put ourselves in in a lot of problems, especially with with our decision making in, in ball possession and the space that we were attacking and the timing of it and the efficiency of it. But uh, the team showed a huge character not to give up, to continue trying to do the right things. The Gunners moved back to fourth place above Spurs, who earlier beat Leicester 3-1. Novak Djokovic says he's heartbroken for his former coach, Boris Becker, after the tennis great was sentenced to two and a half years in prison in Britain for illicitly transferring large amounts of money and hiding assets after he was declared bankrupt. The 54-year-old Becker coached Djokovic for three years, starting in December 2013. Djokovic was speaking ahead of the Madrid Open. He's... uh a friend, a long-time friend, a coach for three, four years, someone I consider close and in my life, and he has contributed a lot to, to my success in my career. I was just heartbroken. I mean, don't know what to say more than that. In the NBA, Milwaukee's Giannis Antetokounmpo has delivered a triple point, triple double with 24 points, 13 rebounds, and 12 assists to power the defending champion Bucks over the Boston Celtics 101 to 89 in a playoff series opener. The Greek star and his teammates overwhelmed the league's top-rated defensive squad to start the second-round best-of-seven series, which continues tomorrow in Boston. And to end the news, our top stories one more time. The health secretary says the country where a medical school is located is not taken into consideration when deciding whether or not to allow its graduates to come here and practice. Customs officials foil an attempt to smuggle electronic goods worth $160 million to the mainland. And New Zealand welcomes back tourists from more than 60 countries after more than two years of being shut down. And that's the news from RTHK. Thanks, Andrew. Good afternoon. It's an extended holiday morning brew with James Ross through until two o'clock. I'm going to play vinyl this hour. Keith Goodman joining us very shortly.
Boys Down Gang, I can't take my eyes off you. It's uh, 30 minutes past uh, one on a holiday Monday lunchtime. Very pleased to welcome into the studio our vinyl guru, our vinyl junkie, Keith Goodman. How are you, sir? <laughs> Very well, thank you, James. Good afternoon. <laughs> Happy, Happy holidays yeah, to you. Quite. Yeah, quite. It's good. Yeah. Two in a row coming up as well. That's right. Yeah, we've had a lot of four-day weeks recently, haven't we? I'm not complaining. <laughs> Although they all feel like six-day weeks at the moment, but yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, we'll come to that in a minute. Um, but uh, between now and two, we're going to play some some vinyl, some real vinyl. And um, these are pieces of black plastic that have got grooves in them. And they're, they're Quite not... dusty in some cases. Yes, and you've, and you've got your big bottle of cleaner there and uh, all your various uh, tea towels. It's 75% and things. alcohol. It's not, it's not for cleaning the records, James. Ah, OK. Well, that'll keep, you, that'll keep you going in that case. And what are we going to do today? How are we going to... What's our theme, would well, you say? we're talking about because we're going to have a little chat about the wanch a bit later on and mm. so um so the, the theme both for the music and and for the wanch really at the moment is mm. bigger and better mm, bigger and better so i thought well you know that's kind of a, a very loose which we, we like loose themes don't we <laughs> Give ourselves a bit of room for interpretation <laughs> so yeah it's about um it's about cover songs that arguably are bigger and or better than the originals okay okay all right well let's get into it let's get into the first one um i'll sling it on what are we going to hear it, well, the first one, most people probably wouldn't know it as a, as a cover. It's, uh, it's Hanging on the Telephone by...